morning. The gospel today is from the book of Luke, the 12th chapter, and Jesus says, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I'm under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three, as they will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it's going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Thanks, Sharon. I received an email about 11 o'clock last Saturday night after Blues, Brews, and Barbecue. The subject line read, Loud Music in Plymouth Residential Area. This neighbor reached out to let us know that the loud music of the bands was not appreciated, especially in an area that was all about families and homes. And so I responded and I told him that the music sounded better up close rather than far away. But more importantly, I articulated the purpose of the event and our call to be active and present in our community, to be a place where community could be brought together so that we could begin to know each other and our call to be able to give back to the community that we are a part of. Specifically, we felt called to our partners, PRISM and Habitat for Humanity, and the good work that they are having in our community. And after another amicable exchange, he wrote, this is a great residential area with a fantastic park bordering it, not a concert venue. And we would hate to see the area become a place where folks can't come home to reliable peace and quiet. It would make more sense for Hildy Performance Area, but not for a Lutheran church. Now, I have to tell you, I'm not sharing this because I think we're right and this neighbor is wrong. And really, I am so glad for the communication because oftentimes in the church, it's just easier to get upset and let it fester and walk away and not be in conversation about it. And I was reminded as I was typing my email back and forth that being in conversation is not always about being right and that the other person is wrong, but actually taking time to listen to another's viewpoint. 
Now, if we think about that event, which has actually been a stretch for us, we've never done anything like that before. And we have to just name this. Clearly not everyone in our neighborhood or community knows about it or affirms what we're doing. And it's always good for us to articulate our vision of being an outward community versus an inward community. And think about it. You bring 1,300 people into this little dead-end area by Old Rockford Road and Larch, and it should stir things up a bit. The point, though, that is sticking with me on this email exchange is this question of what is the supposed role of a Lutheran church in a residential area? Is it to be seen and not heard? To provide a picturesque view of a little white chapel sitting on a hill? In light of Jesus' words today, I am wondering then, what is our role as Mount Olivet Lutheran Church? What is our call in our community? As I stated in our welcome, we don't get the gentle Jesus today. His words are curt. And it is more about loud, there's more than loud music that is agitating him. Jesus' words today, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism to which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it's completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. I don't know about you, but it's kind of refreshing that Jesus gets stressed out. His words are urgent and he is frustrated. He's focused on his purpose, his mission to bring God close to the world and all of its people. And it's not easy for a world to accept this mission, a world that likes to hold on to its own sense of power and control. There's a lot in these short verses, but it's the last verse, I think, that seems to speak to us. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? How are we to interpret the present time in God's view? It's a good question. We can see the things of this world, but we don't feel the urgency in noticing or acting upon what does it mean for God to be present and active? What is he about in the world and in our community as we know it right now? We can get lulled into the comfortable and to maintain the current. But I think what we need to seriously consider today, who are we called to notice? Who are we called to be and what are we called to do in the light of God's vision as it relates for us in Plymouth, Minnesota and the surrounding communities? And then be open to this. When we are called to actually live out the gospel, division is to be expected. And Jesus names that for us today. 
Now, Jesus comes for a specific purpose. Again, for God to come close, and in doing that, breaking down the barriers and instilling a new order, making God's love and his relationship accessible to all. As we hang tight in Luke's gospel, we need to go back early on where Jesus claims his purpose. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and, rec and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. When the poor receive the good news, when the blind see and the oppressed go free, the world we know has to change. When God gets involved, things have to change. And we don't always like that change. And often this has been the cause of division within people and opinions. Just look at the arena right now, political, religious, and social. Many issues, many opinions, all thinking that they are right. So what do we do with this today? A couple things I think we should consider. Number one, we need to listen. In division, when we don't agree in differing opinions, there's always a push for one side to be right, for one side to hold more truth. What can change if we were simply open to a conversation? To hear someone out without having to change their mind or to have the upper hand. Pastor Hans shared with me that the most helpful thing he has found in our political environment is to read perspectives from the opposing sides, to begin to understand and learn where another stands. Listening, coming close to hear another perspective, even in naming the possibility of that, we can begin to speak into this division. Number two, we need to stay close to the word and dwell in it. Why do we come to worship every week? Because we need to be reminded of how God continues to speak to us. And then in that listening and that dwelling, what do we hear? How is that word speaking to us specifically, individually, as a community? And then how are we called to act, to step into that call in the world? We need to trust in this, to come back to this. This is our center as a Lutheran church. Now the good news, if you can think that there's good news in such harsh words from Jesus, is that he himself walks division all the way to the cross. The baptism he speaks of in this reading from Luke is his death, the death for the sake of the world. God comes so close to walk the divisive paths of our lives. He is still close calling and leading, guiding the way, speaking the truth.
It's not about always being right. It's about being faithful and trusting that call, even if that leads to division. What is yet to be realized in this world to bring us close to God's vision, what Jesus imagines, and that pursuit, that stressed out frustration for Jesus to get there for all people. We are in a new, exciting time at Mount Olivet. We have a clear vision to be a community partnering with God in the world with specific things that we are called to do because of who we are as a faith community. We are living this vision more and more. I see it and I see it. And it's not about tending to ourselves, but looking outward to the places in which we are called to be an active presence in our community. We're called to be faithful to trust in God's love for the world and our call to live this out in who we are and what we do. And this just may mean that we are the loudest ones on the block. Amen. Please stand as we sing.